I'm Val Capone and you're drinking at Moe's. All right, everybody, welcome to Drinking at Moe's. Big Mo here. Today I have with me, pretty damn excited, somebody that you might have seen quite often there on, uh, well, even today on Warrior Wrestling's Instagram. She's part of Warrior Wrestling, part of Freelance 2. I've seen some stuff there. Val Capone, how are you doing? Oh, Mo, I'm super stoked. You know me. I'm always stoked. I'm um, I'm a smidge under the weather. I'm so sorry, dude. Uh, you know, I've just been gallivanting about uh, traveling as I often do. And um, yeah, so I picked up a little bit of a cold. So oh. you gotta excuse me for wearing a scarf indoors. And I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that I let people know this, but I'm like legitimately sitting in bed right now. Ah, so awkward. So um, Not hell, I'll... sometimes I've done these while I was sitting on the couch with one of my dog's heads on my lap. So I mean. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Uh, welcome to our slumber party, pal. I don't all know. Right. <laughs> to quote my to quote uh, my favorite movie of all time, welcome to the party, pal. But like to my slumber party, pal, I don't know. So I have a scarf on, uh, even though I'm indoors. <laughs> and uh, we're legitimately sitting in bed. True story. Because I'm an adult <laughs> toddler. I have a squishmallow. And uh, one of my best wrestling girlfriends gave me uh, Val Possum for my birthday Ooh. in January. And uh, yeah, so I'm sitting here fighting a cold. But what is the name of your show, my friend? Drinking at Moe's. Okay, so um, even though I'm a little under the weather, I'm going to drink something that's healthy yet alcoholic. I'm going to have a hard kombucha. So Ooh. yeah. Me, <laughs> I, as I told you on Twitter the other day, I got one of the only couple of these I got left. Damn it, hey, Stone Cold knows how to make one damn good beer. I'll just say that. Oh, hell yeah. So I don't really drink a ton because between the crowns and the long COVID and the uh, too many concussions, you know, it's just not good for my noggin. But yeah. I am here to say I'm going to have a hard booch. Can I swear? Am I allowed to swear? Oh, yeah. Shit. You're good. Oh, you froze. Okay. So that's gonna happen yeah but uh first thing i like to start in pardon if you hear my dogs wrestling over one of their toys right now but first thing before we get to something that we kind of talked about a little bit before we start recording that i like to start off with everybody with is what got you started as a fan and then what like, how did you get into doing what you do in the business? Because everybody's got their own stories. Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you again for having me on as a guest. Like, I'm super stoked. I've, we've been trying to find the time to make this work. So thanks for your patience. Oh, yeah. Um, and also, I live in a loft in a tall Chicago apartment dwelling. So sometimes the signal goes, so I apologize in advance if I freeze. Oh yeah, you're good. Okay. Wouldn't be um, the first time. So uh, 
both of my parents were roadies when I was a, a wee little Valfonce and uh, when I was a wee little lady Mark before I even knew what the term Mark was, which is not a bad thing. Being a fan is not a bad thing. Oh yeah, um, totally. And so um, my dad was a tour manager, production manager, security, um, lighting director, like mm. just depend on, it just depended on what his role would be depending on what band he was working with. Or I would say we, because when I was a little lass, um, my sister and I would tour with my mother and father on whatever tour they went on. So, um, while most of my friends went to like soccer camp or overnight camp, we yeah. went on tour with, you know, Ozzy and David nice. Bowie and nice. Warner and Paul and Oates. And, um, you know, I, I was conceived on a parliament funkadelic tour and they announced my arrival on a Kansas tour. And when I was six weeks old, we went on tour with sticks. And so, yeah, hey. like very different upbringing than your average bear, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. You can definitely say that. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, we toured with Ozzy extensively, Ozzy Osbourne. And so when, um, when I was like, well, this is going to tell you how old I am, which I don't think it's a bad thing to ask anyone how old they are. And I don't understand why it would be any different to ask a lady or a gent or anyone else how old they are. So I'm never offended when, when people say, oh, it's, it's never okay to ask a lady how old she is. F that. Like, <laughs> why is it any different? I don't understand. But that's just yeah. me personally. That's for me personally. Maybe other people are different but I am not I don't care um no yeah so when I was seven so y'all do the math you can figure it out I went and saw Wrestlemania 2 uh mm -hmm. it was a triple cast between LA, uh, LA New York and Chicago Rosemont and um so we were at the horizon which was like my playground because both my parents worked there extensively mm -hmm. and I thought we were there because Ozzy escorted out the British Bulldogs mm. for the tag team match. And my dad said, hell no, Kato. We were there because um, I was the original, L I was the LD at the original Slammies. And that like blew my mind. So I was like, well, that was the first show I ever remember seeing. And he goes, you've been going to matches since you were like three years old. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So I just, I always love wrestling because I've always viewed it as athletic theater. And when people tell oh. me, oh, rest, you know, wrestling's fake, right? I say, no, it's actually not. It's predetermined. That's the term I like to use more because I, dogs are acting nuts right now, but I've <laughs> taken a few bumps in those rings and even the symptoms even the simplest of bumps good lord like i was walking funny for about a week after that yeah i mean you cannot fake like you cannot fake the 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 moves that happen in the rings you can't fake that the athleticism that's required you can't oh, yeah. fake a, a choke slam sure some of it might be participants 
understanding of what needs to be done, but you still need to be athletic. I don't care how quote unquote out of shape some people may think the participants are underneath whatever layers of body parts. <laughs> you still have to be an athlete. Like, oh, sorry, I don't think I'm allowed to show this koozie yet. Um, I don't know if were you able to see the image on this? Ooh, I, God, I don't want to clear for my shoot job. Um, nah, you're good. Okay. Um, but you can't fake the things that happen. Like, in a, for example, Iho del Vikingo, you cannot fake the things that he just did. Oh, oh yeah, that last then. show? Holy shit. There is no faking that. Whether or not they've discussed beforehand what they plan to do, sure maybe some of that happens but you do know that star wars is fake right and that's coming yeah. from a, a woman with two star wars tattoos like you do know that lord of the rings is fake right granted i've never seen a single second of second of it like you do know that every fandom is fake right but you still find faith you still believe you still get lost in the moment and the storytelling and the oh, yeah. beauty that can be captured in the passion and like when people tell me, oh, you know, wrestling is fake, right? I say wrong. And yeah, I don't care if the outcome is predetermined. I saw the movie Titanic four times in the theaters when it was released, even though I've known my entire life, the story of Titanic, but because yeah, I mean, James Cameron directed such a beautiful story because Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and, you know, like just weave such magic on screen. And because of the the action that was that's and and also on that very fateful day that little seven-year-old Valfonce sitting there you know watching the in that tag match watching refrigerator Perry in the NFL battle royale but you know, the most important match to me, which now I would consider a garbage match by today's standards, was not so fabulous Moolah versus Velvet mm. McIntyre to this day is one of the most important matches I've ever seen. Because I remember turning to my dad and saying, Daddy, girls can wrestle. He said, "Yeah, of course they can. You can do oh. anything you want, kiddo. Anything you want to, little girl. Whatever you want to do, you can do it." And that like forever changed my little girl brain because in the '80s it was not okay for girls to be beautiful and badass. Like, yeah, no, it was very, very male-dominated sport back then. It's gotten better, still somewhat male-dominated sport, but I mean you have people on the on the rise like i had her on the podcast billy starks is a prime example somebody that's a blowing up yeah yeah space jesus for sure i mean young billiam is blowing people's minds left and right and she's kicking all sorts of ass and taking all the names because i mean oh, she's fantastic you know and oh, she yeah. just turned 18 i know it's nuts i saw i saw a tweet of hers yesterday where she was talking about uh being 
right around a hundred days out from graduating high school. And I'm like, damn, the countdown is really on, huh? <laughs> Dude, she has so much fresh cartilage in her knees. It's not even funny. She she's so far removed from major injuries. It's astounding. I oh, mean, yeah. like I just think about, you know, I played roller derby for 15 years. That's why I don't work in the ring. I just work a ring mic. Yeah. And I work behind the scenes doing interviews and I work on commentary. I would love, love, love to wrestle, but I've had too many hits to the head and I have no cartilage in my left knee and I need to have my right knee replaced. And, you know, I mean, that's that's why that's my first thought is like wow she has such fresh cartilage she has so much so many years ahead of her i'm so impressed by how good she is and oh yeah oh gosh if she can stay healthy she has nothing but up oh, ahead of her you know is the limit and she is so humble and she is so kind and she's oh, so cool. funny and so dorky and so silly and so sweet and she has two of the best damn parents i've ever met mm. rebecca and mouse Oh yeah, Mouse is oh. awesome. I I've actually had him on too. Did but, and he uh, said stuff other than shut up. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually got a little more out of him. <laughs> no, he's he's great. He's wonderful. Oh, oh yeah, and I actually ran into them both at uh, Sammy Callahan's promotion Revolver out in Des Moines. I'm actually going to be there again here at the beginning of March. So pretty pumped about that but uh you one thing that you brought up with that brings up that you've actually done two things that i have yet to do one wrestlemania my wife was even surprised about this that i have yet to attend one in person i've watched plenty of them live but never have been able to actually attend so in a way kind of jealous like i'm that's like on my bucket list i don't care if i'm up in the damn nosebleeds <laughs> and the wrestlers all look like ants just to say that i was there well i will point. i will say um it is the showcase of the immortals you know yeah i mean There's it is it is the show of all shows it is it is what put our sport on the map if you will yeah. because it combined everything that i love um oh. all in one i mean <clears throat> excuse me i'm so sorry everyone um Gosh. it's it's just it's the biggest of the big of the big it really is and it's i don't care if you primarily just follow the indies or if you really just love aew or you only love wwe or all of the if you're like me and you just love all wrestling That's um, if you only watch new japan or if you really just love women's wrestling and that's it like it's something that everyone should do at least once um mm -hmm. it it really is a very cool experience it's very expensive but even if you just get the nosebleeds as you said it can still be very very pricey so just be careful yeah. um, it can cost quite a bit but the whole experience top to bottom is something um that is like unrivaled to be honest with you um, oh, I, can, I can imagine i i know that uh 
this this year's current one was the closest I've come to almost biting the bullet on it because it being in Hollywood, I was stationed with the Navy out in San Diego, just little ways shy of Los Angeles in Hollywood. So I know plenty of the wrestlers still that are down there. So they're all like, dude, you got to come. All yeah. you got to do is buy the plane ticket. And I'm like, well, mm. and honestly, it's one of those things that, you know, <clears throat> if you're somebody like me, it's something that you do every single year. You just find a way to do it. It's something that I budget for every year. I pick up an extra bar shift. I work an extra shift at Pro Wrestling Tees. I make sure that every homestand that I work at Wrigley Field, I take 20 bucks, you know, uh, 10 bucks every game, 20 bucks whenever I have a really big, you know, if I have like a Cub Sox series that is a mind melter because like it's just huge money, I'll take extra money, you know, like any chance I can, I just, stock money away I take all my change and I throw it into this um it's like my it's like a popcorn bucket that I got from the movie theater I want to say Avengers and I just throw it and at the end of the season then I dump it out and then that's my like wrestling travel money or uh any other bartenders out there this is a pro tip that my best friend taught me and she actually ended up buying a motorcycle and all of her gear and her permits, like for her license plate and the city sticker and all that. And in the city of Chicago, they charge you for everything they can. I, I um, she, uh, anytime somebody would tip her in older money, not the brand new money, singles, fives, tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds, whatever it was, she was not add that to her tip pool at the end of the night and put it aside and set it aside at home. <clears throat> and then at the end of the year, she would cash that in and that's how she bought her motorcycle quite literally just off of old money and i started doing that with my beer vending tips and boy was it a bummer when somebody would tip me in an old school hundred because you know if somebody tipped you in an old 20 and it's like that's eh, only 20 bucks but if somebody tips you in an old hundred that's a lot of your money but that's how i save for my wrestling travel people are always like how do you travel all the time val how do you afford it and that's what i do little things like that you know instead of Going out drinking with my homies, I take the 20 bucks that I would have spent on a round of drinks and I put it aside. I take it out of my wallet before I go out. So that way I have 20 bucks less to drink with. Or I just go out. I'm going to, there, I got to pause real quick. These two are starting to get a little too wrecked into it. All right. So had to pause real quick, but you were talking about uh, how you're able to afford the wrestling travel. Yeah, but that's how I do it. I just like scrape here and there. And, you know, um, if I'm not watching Netflix a lot, I just cancel it. And I take the 10, 20 bucks that I would have sent to Netflix or to Disney Plus. Like I haven't watched Disney Plus all month, so I canceled it. And I know it sounds bad because like I'm the queen of Disney. I mean, I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse scarf, you know, like and if I don't use my apps, I cancel them and for that month that i know i'm not doing it like i take the money that i would have spent on that and i put it aside and that's how i do all my travel and then next thing you know next spring i have enough money to pay for the next wrestlemania 
but I also make sure that I can do it because yeah. I like to get booked mania week. So I make sure that I'm available. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. No, that makes yeah. sense. I know a lot of people that do the exact same thing as far as going down for the whole WrestleMania week. Yeah. You know, all, all the shows get lowered to GCW and their whole collective that they do down there every WrestleMania season mm-hmm. is just wow. I'm I'm thankful speaking of the collective, I'm thankful they're on Fight Plus now and you can all the whole collective's gonna be on there. So I don't gotta worry about oh man. I can only afford this, this, or this. I can just boom. Like if I have to watch some of it late, I can watch some of it late, but it's all there. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll be there. Um, there's unfortunately not an all women's show this year, so I won't be working <laughs> that, but I'll be working Effie's big gay brunch, um, which I'm really excited about. I so bet. far I've been on every single one, every single big gay brunch that we've had. So I'm that, very excited that. for that. I, I can imagine that'll that'll be a good one. I have caught most of them. Like I I remember first time I caught one of those was actually somebody I believe we both know, somebody local to me that you know does a lot of wrestling travel herself and actually also has her own podcast, Val Pancakes. Mm-hmm. That's my Val pal. She's one of my uh, wrestle besties, but also one of my real life best friends. And we actually met in person for the first time ever at the 2020 collective in Indianapolis, which was the first ever big gay brunch. I think I forget if it was that one or one since, but I know I remember seeing some of her pictures from it might have been that one, but Oh man. And Effie is doing amazing things right now, especially him and Alley Catch there. Holy shit. Yeah, Bussy is great. Um quote me on that. Um, but yeah, Ally, um, Alley Catch and Effie just do spectacular work, you know. When they were the GCW tag champs, it was just so great on so many levels. But um, yeah, Val Pal and I are actually going to room together in LA. So nice. pretty excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we make for, yeah, we make for really good hotel mates and uh, we get along so well. We're just very independent, but we love spending time together. So we, uh, you know, we just have a great experience whenever we're together. Yeah. And um, Val Pal is uh, another person who I met because of Wrestle Travels. And um, because of Mania Week, honestly, um, we have bonded very much so. Even though Pancakes doesn't really care about going to Mania, Pancakes always makes sure that they're going to be there during Mania Week because um, she would really just rather be there for the indie side of Mania Week. So, like, that's one of the really cool things about WrestleMania, as we were mentioning, is that not just the collective, but, I mean... Um, oh, yeah. there's so many other shows that happen like prestige is going to be running and oh, yeah. pro is going to be running 
Um, there's so, just so many other shows that happen around WrestleMania. Mm. So even if you can't necessarily go to the showcase of the Immortals, there's so many awesome wrestling moments to be had that week. So, oh, yeah. and it's just like big wrestling energy. It's so cool. Oh, hell yeah. No, definitely I'm, I'm definitely hoping to make it out to one sometime soon. The other thing that I can mention we talked about something that I said that you've been able to do that I have yet to be able to do, but I've known a few people. Jericho Cruise, that thing just wrapped up the the newest one, and boy, does it from everything that I've seen from people that have gone, <clears throat> holy moly, looked like one hell of a time. Oh, absolutely. Um, I have been on three out of the four. I had to miss the first one because um, I, one of my, okay, so people always ask me how many jobs do I have? And I always say I have one job and one job only, and that's to be a facilitator of fun. And I like to think I excel at that. But with that one job, I work at many different venues. And uh, one of the venues I work at is Wrigley Field. Now mm. that particular gig I have, I've had for 17 years. And so I'm a beer vendor at Wrigley Field. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I get paid to make people happy by giving them beer. Oh, at Wrigley I, Field. Double. No, yeah. Yeah. So I can't really, I can't really mess that one up because yeah. it's a pretty good payday. And it's. It's a, it's a pretty flexible schedule, um, but it is from typically the last week of March or first week of April um, through the end of September, sometimes October, pretty mm. rarely in October for the majority <laughs> of my career there. Let's be real. But um, 2015, I actually had to work in October. 2016, wow, I had to work all the way through October. Who knew? <laughs> Holy shnikes. Uh, 2017 I had to work in October in 2018. It was questionable. So um, for a few years there, I wasn't really able to book anything in October. Mm. Um, so the first Jera Cruise was October 2018. So I did have to miss out on that, unfortunately, because you had to book it and you can't cancel and get your money back after a certain mm. point. Yeah. So because the boys in blue were like on the edge of decent, but not good enough to guarantee I'd be mm. working. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, but my was part due, which was freaking amazing because, <laughs> um, but it was freaking amazing because that was when Dynamite was filmed on the ship. Oh, yeah, that one. It was outstanding. Now, don't get me wrong. The waters were so dang choppy and it was right before the world shut down. So oh, yeah. it was a little tricky, yeah. but I had disembarkment syndrome where I felt like I was still on the ship for like three I, weeks afterwards. Yep. Been there. So bad. I mean, I remember like some of the talent had to like lay down on the ground because like in between their autograph signings because they were going to throw up and like people were vomiting in between photos. It was insane. 
Um, this time, I would say the cruise was like an A minus. It was excellent, but it was almost on the verge of very good from excellent because we didn't get to dock on the private island because there was no dock. Um, oh. And uh, well, you know, like we couldn't get to shore because the waters were so choppy and rough because the sea, the weather was really bad. There was a storm. So we just mm -hmm. did a day at sea and the weather was shite. They had to cancel wrestling one night. So it, they did the best that they could. And the cruise was amazing, but it was like almost perfect. But if, you know, the weather can't control it, what do you yeah. do? And anybody that's complaining about it, that's what I say. Like you obviously don't know how to have fun and you also must have a miserable life. Like you can't yeah. control what you can't control. So don't yeah. get mad at them. Like, do I wish that we could have gone to the private island? Of course, that would have been so nice. But like, instead I got a private concert. Like we got a private concert with Swerve Strickland did an amazing set of like 30 minutes of him just like, performing songs that I would have never probably heard otherwise because when the hell do I get to hear Swerve Strickland perform his songs you know yeah it was so cool and like Chris Jericho did a question and answer um I I didn't hear it because due to my battles uh my struggles with long COVID I took extra naps and like went back to my cabin more often than I normally do because all the lights and noises that go along with seeing yeah. live music and wrestling and, you know, same reason why I have to wear these glasses now. Like they're just blue light. I don't actually wear glasses. I, I don't have to wear glasses, but when I'm talking on a computer or doing interviews, now I have yeah. to. Um, same reason why I have to wear sunglasses when I'm doing a lot of ring announcing because the lights yeah. are too bright. Um, and I wear earplugs at every show I work. Fun fact, I wear very fancy lady earplugs at every show I work now because long COVID has really uh, ruined my days. But um, but anyway, so for me personally, I spent a lot of downtime in my cabin, but it was fine. I had a balcony and so I got to enjoy oh, a little yeah. bit of the ocean and it was fun. You know, oh, it was a great I can, cruise. I can imagine. I've been on a couple cruises i've actually been you brought up disney back oh, oh this was a while ago but i've been on a disney cruise that was, was relatively fun i one kind of not so great memory there i was determined to find the underwater mickey statue at their private island and when i went snorkeling i was like damn it i'm gonna find this thing and well, I did, but I didn't realize I had been out there for two hours and my back was as red as a lobster and I couldn't sleep on my back for the rest of the trip. Oh my gosh. And then my wife and I went on an Alaskan cruise for our honeymoon and that was actually fun because before that, the only two states on the entire western half of the United States that I hadn't been to yet was Washington and Alaska, and our cruise left out of Seattle. So now I've been to the entire western half of the state. That's awesome. Yeah, see, like, I, uh, in 2020, just before the world shut down, um, I went Jericho's to 
Disney for a few days and then I did the Disney cruise and it was crazy because everybody was like fuck that boat fuck that boat you know and I was like I'm gonna be all that in a few days but it was pretty magnificent I had a blast but it was so funny because I was like what do you mean I don't have a drink package this is so weird but I didn't have a drink package this time either because like I can't really drink a ton as I mentioned because yeah. of the long COVID um so but I was fine with it. And I had, um, I had met this wonderful, wonderful woman and her brother on the 2020 cruise, um, named Beata and her brother, Sebastian, who we all just call brother. And they're from Germany. I met her in line. He had been on the cruise with his now ex-girlfriend at the time, or girlfriend, now ex-girlfriend. Um, and, so they were, you know, off doing something and she was just in line by herself. And I was like, oh, are you here alone? She's like, oh, my, my brother has his girlfriend. Basically, I'm alone. Yes. And I was like, well, no, you're not. Now you know me. Hi, I'm Val Capone. And then we just became friends and we nice. kept in touch. And, you know, because uh, as much as people love to hate on Twitter, sometimes Twitter can be used for good and not evil, by the way. You just have to decide. Yeah. I mean, you and I met on Twitter and it's, yeah. look at now we're like good friends that chat all the time you know oh yeah and you just have to decide to tune out the negativity oh, and oh, yeah. twitter is really great actually and like say hi if you ever want to mm. val capone on twitter just at oh, val yeah. Capone. um yeah. you know and uh so she and i became friends and then we like exchange numbers and we whatsapp all the time and we chat all the time and I was supposed to go visit her in October, but unfortunately, um, while I was visiting a former partner of mine, uh, I got COVID in London. And when I touched down in Germany, that's when I didn't feel great. And uh, that's when I tested positive. So I was quarantined. So I wasn't able to see her. And she said, well, you know, if you can, uh, brother and I have a, a room on the cruise. And I was like, oh, I don't think I can. And then my doctor said, F that guy, you should go on the cruise. <laughs> Tested me for antibodies and said, now's the perfect time for you to go. So I surprised all my best friends in the States and like 12 people had no idea I was even going to be on the cruise. Like they thought I was just going to Miami for one of the girl's birthdays because we were celebrating his, her birthday in Miami. So I couldn't be on the cruise. And then my sneaky Germans, as we kept, you know, she was like, oh, we are sneaky Germans. And so my sneaky Germans snuck me on the cruise and took care of me the whole time. And we had the best time. And there was this amazing 80s uh, cover band called Guardians of the Jukebox. They were so good. And Fozzie played a bunch. If you like Fozzie, it's a great place oh, to yeah. see them. Um, and this fantastic uh, female Kiss cover band called Pris played. And I, I love Kiss. I've been a member of the Kiss Army since I was seven, so I love Kiss. Like I'm, I know I'm wearing a Katy Perry tour T-shirt <laughs> from Adelaide, and this is a Taylor Swift scrunchie. But as much as I love my pop queens, I love me some Kiss. Like I'm mm. a huge Kiss fan. So I was like losing my mind, and I mean I had to wear my earplugs, and I like had to take breaks because my heart started racing too much because Kiss is way too good, and Chris was awesome. <laughs> I've heard um, Jericho talk about them on his uh, his podcast. They're so good. And Quiet Riot played. And um, there was one point where I was just like, okay, I need to shut down. My brain is 
like I had such bad headaches uh, because that's part of the long COVID that I'm struggling with. I get um, very, very, very severe headaches to the point where my neck starts hurting so bad. Oh boy, yeah. Um, and so I had to go, I was like, okay, don't worry about it. You guys go have fun. Everybody go have fun. I'm just going to go take like a two hour nap and take my migraine medicine and do my rituals that I have to do to like kind of make it chill out a little bit. And so I was resting and I had my, you know, sleep mask on and yada, yada. And I had my earplugs in, but I could still hear quiet. And mm. I knew that they have a different thing. Spider is no longer with the group, but holy shnikes, they sounded so amazing. Like I thought, like, if you didn't tell me that that wasn't D Snyder, I would have had no idea. Like, I mean, I knew it wasn't because I saw their first set. I saw like two songs I could only handle so much because it was too much for my brain. But yeah. I went, you know, when I was napping, I heard their next set. And dude, Metal Health is like one of my karaoke jams. And when I heard him do the Metal Health will drive you man, bang your head. I was mm. like, oh, that's brilliant. Like he was so good. <laughs> um, yeah. And the food was fantastic as always. The mm. six man staff was perfection khalil props to khalil he's my dude amazing um and like the wrestling every night twice a night was so good like seeing seeing like action like i just just like seeing like just watching watching the performers that we see on AEW flourish on the cruise yeah. ship and watching like the fans start to like really, really warm up to them. Like watching, cause I've known Willow Nightingale for years on the Indies and then working with her on Shimmer and then seeing how the fans are like receptive to her now that she's yeah. on AEW like full time, but watching how people like warmed up to her so much and like getting so excited for her and like singing and dancing along mm. with her and just loving that and something as simple as shane excuse me swerve strickland yeah. coming out and hearing the first few bars of shaka khan's ain't nobody which was his song on the indies and i heard the just of the like and i was like Ooh! because for me that was so huge because like how many times did i hear that song in chicago when when Shane Strickland was wrestling before he became Swerve Strickland, like for AAW, which is the first mm -hmm. promotion I ever ring announced for in 2016. And like just being a lady mark in the audience, like hearing that music hit. And like especially like for his goodbye shows in New York on Mania Week, of course. Like and hearing that song and knowing that every time I hear that song, I will always think of Strickland. Mm -hmm. And getting to watch him come out and people being so confused, like, who is this? Who is this? And legit being one of the only people in the audience, like, dancing my face off. And it hurt my heart. So I had to, like, hold my chest because my my heart rate skyrocketed. And I had to, like, look at my wristwatch to make sure, like, I wasn't having a heart attack. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it, it's just, like... Those are the moments that you live for on a oh, Jared yeah. cruise. Like those little cool quirky things, you know? And then there was like karaoke every night. And oh. my my girlfriend that were like 
because I couldn't go to karaoke because it was like too much for me personally. Although cruises prior, I used to go, oh my gosh, all the time. I sang Come Sail Away by Styx, of course. And I had like a captain's hat and it was like a whole thing. But like, I couldn't go this time around because of my health struggles. But my girlfriends, Lauren and Maggie, they went every night with Greta and Allie, like all my girls. And they were like, owning it like it was so cool to hear their experiences and see the videos and like eddie kingston singing hello from lionel richie like what (laughs) you know like where else are you gonna hear this yo from yonkas you know what i mean like hello like (laughs) oh man i he he is in, in particular eddie kingston that are one of my absolute favorites right now i want to meet him so damn and he's so nice and then like so I'm sitting there in the buffet with my beautiful Germans my German sister and brother and then I saw Aubrey and her husband who I know from wrestling in Seattle he was in a tag team for a promotion that doesn't exist anymore and I actually knew him before I knew her and then I met her as girl Hepner before uh, she became Aubrey Edwards and so like I waved to them and then they came and joined us for coffee and we're like just chilling, hanging out, having coffee, just shooting the shit. Nice. You know? And like, that's what's so great about the Jericho's. And then I saw people that I met on the second one and then people that I met on the third one and, you know, made new friends. And I mean, it's just, it's the best. And just oh, like running yeah. around the ship and like, just yeah. everybody should go to it. Everybody oh, yeah. should. And I'm I'm hoping someday. Well, the next one is, and I'm it's called Five Alive. But me and all my girls, my like my best girl Amy, we met in line before we even got on the ship in 2020. Like we've been in love. We are BFFs. Like we talked every single second of every single day straight for two plus years like she was my best friend all throughout the pandemic kept me sane kept me alive and vice versa um and we're all part of this like family and brie brother brie is what we call her and she was wearing a dress that said brie mode and somebody went up to her and was like um wrong promotion and she was like it's my name her name is brie (laughs) and when she drinks a lot she goes into what is known as brie mode yeah no i can yeah no that's that's awesome i know (laughs) hell hell i've had i've had some of those moments myself we've all gone into brie mode let's be real our own versions of it yes definitely and so like me and all our girls like like, we're all like "Mm." so it's called five alive why isn't it called cinco de jericho it's going to mexico i like it better that that yes agree might not be what they officially you're calling it but nope i'm forever from this point on that's what that one's being called for me nope just saying hey twitter movement hashtag (laughs) get them to change it (laughs) i know or whatever but anyway uh it's january 26th through the 30th so you got plenty of time to save just saying Okay. I don't work for Sixth Man or the Jericho Cruz, but I do want as many rad people to go as possible. So, definitely. Well, one other thing, well, we kind of mentioned we do have this in common warrior wrestling. Yes. 
I was actually invited to when they were in St. Louis. I was at the show at the the uh, fan fest before and I actually got to talk to well now Bronson Reed again. I got to talk to him for the podcast right before the show started so highlight for me but I remember I've since talked to both Casey Navarro and Mike Bennett about that particular show because there's that spot where Casey Navarro dove from the top over the barricade and on the Mike Bennett that happened like literally feet in front of me but uh How's, how's things going with Warrior Wrestling? Because I know they had a short little hiatus, but man, have they been getting back into it. I mean, hell, this last show, right before they had that, uh, I guess the Vikingo embargo was lifted. Now everybody gets to watch his U.S. shows, and holy shit, did he have a banger at that one. I mean, it was unreal. It was, it was surreal. I had to, uh, so I was working double time as I often do for Warrior. I work double, triple, or quad time. I don't think just for the last show, I was doing um, both ring and backstage correspondent work. Now, normally I do ring and commentary or commentary correspondent work, some combination of the both or of all three. Yeah. And also sometimes for our um for our stadium series shows, I also do <laughs> excuse me. Um I also do the uh radio broadcast with mm. our catch up shoot guys. And um so I missed the first half of that match, but I got there just <laughs> right before that very specific spot happened where Vikingo Prant like jumped they jumped up the on the post to the like where he ran up the mario brick castle yeah. and then did the oh it melted my brain um yeah. oh boy i watched the entirety of the match like this <laughs> i mean oh, it was terrifyingly good <laughs> i can i can only imagine and i actually had another proud moment with warrior where right before <laughs> Warrior 26, I believe it was 26. It was one of the last shows where my part of my podcast with Steve, the promoter, was actually used in the pre-show, which mm-hmm. when, I, when I got word of that, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. oh, like I fanboyed like crazy, man. Yeah, I was super stoked for you because that was on the show that uh, Matt Raywalt and I did commentary. Yes, that yeah. one. I was super stoked for you because when I when I saw that, I was like, yeah, I, I had to give you the Arsenio Hall fist, hump, fist bump, you know? Yeah. Um, I was super stoked for you um, because I know, I know that you do love Warrior and you do love being a part of the Warrior family. And just because you're not necessarily in our zip code doesn't mean you don't get it and doesn't mean you oh, don't. Yeah. I mean, you are part of the Warrior family, Mo. Like, it's I, that's I what's so great about shirt. Warrior. I got my We Are Warrior shirt over just uh, off to the side of me here. But, man, yeah, like like you said, I have been blessed to be a part of the Warrior family. I mean, clear from the time that I first 
interviewed Steve for the podcast and him and like I remember when he invited me to come down to the St. Louis show and I'm like like me and my podcast he's like oh yeah I'm like uh well and that's one of the things that I love about working with Warrior and I have since um I started working with Warrior after Warrior 2 um you know that was the first one that I attended I was working the day of warrior one, but, um, so I missed the very first one, but I saw it, I watched it and I was like, wow, this is something really special. And then warrior two, I attended. And, um, after that principal, Steve, Steve Tortorello, um, asked me, you know, would I be interested in coming on board because he had seen the work that I had done with freelance and freelance underground. And he was impressed and he reached out to me and said, would I be interested in coming on board as the Warrior Wrestling backstage correspondent? And never in my wildest dreams did I think I would get the opportunity to do what I get to do and be as creative as I get to be. And not just that, but to interview the likes of, you know, Mick Foley. Like, Mm. what? Like, I mean, I watched Hell in a Cell live with my friends I remember being stunned when he jumped off the cell and when they did the close-up I remember thinking that the he had in his nose a poker in his nose but it was his tooth I was yeah. like no that's his tooth yeah and being shocked at and he was so nice and he was so kind and you know I've worked with him a few times now we've you know, had enough conversations about roller derby and, and he serenaded me with Jim Croce's roller derby queen. And, (laughs) and, you know, his daughter over the years become like one of my very best friends. And honestly, one of my best resources for um, dealing with my health struggles, because Mm -hmm. Noel also suffers greatly from concussions and concussion syndrome. And um, so she and I are each other's support systems for Mm -hmm is you know we know what it's like to not feel normal and how do you cope and how do you survive and so I mean it's just it's great to to get to be I mean to get to be a part of something like warrior and have like this instant family and even though unfortunately that means Frank comes with the territory that's what I was that's what I was gonna say you know when you brought up Noel, I mean, look, I mean, she's uh, been in, she, she's gotten, she sustained a major head trauma. I, I know. Right. And okay, not it's not the girl's can, fault. It's not yeah. the girl's fault. Oh yeah. And not only can she be a resource on how to deal with, you know, the, the medical struggles, she can also be a resource on how to deal with Frank the Clinton. No, she can't because she feels sorry for him. Uh, so she must. Okay. That's you. Not only has she been, walloped in the head seriously and it's like ruined her life but i think she just feels sorry for the guy yeah i I can see that because good lord i going back to st louis i can remember when uh that was when things were really heating up there with between him and athena and literally i remember being at the fan fest and talking with a few people and i see her coming in 
And then before you know it, you hear Frank the Clown and this high-pitched scream just running off. Of course he was. Of course he was running away scared, like the scaredy cat he is. Although you'll notice he never confronts me because he knows better. All yeah. I'm saying. Although one time he tried, um, didn't work out so well for him in freelance, is all I'm saying. Funny, funny but, thing. Funny thing with him that I don't think he realizes, <laughs> but when they were setting up the tables and they were trying to figure out where to put him, there was this corner that like had this little uh, a little bit further trash can? back. They should have put him in a trash can. It was by a trash can. And you know who convinced them to put the name thing by the trash can? Me. Good job. <laughs> I, oh, man. I've actually had this idea that I wanted to bring up to Steve because I mean. Is it where I get to murder Frank and get away with it and nobody complains because people would say thank you and I would be the queen of the universe? Uh, we can add that in there. Okay. But I had this idea, like my mind, I come up with wrestling ideas all the freaking time when I'm bored. But I had this weird idea of what if I went to interview, like plan it out, like I'm going to interview Steve, but we make it like I'm going through the Warrior Twitter account. And it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, Frank the Clown shows up. Like, he hijacked the Twitter account because he's been hearing all this crap. And then it's like, oh, what, what the hell? I'm supposed to be just weird ideas I have in my head. Because, yeah, I would love the chance to just, I would love the chance to be in the ring with him. <laughs> well, <clears throat> Regardless, I do think that um, Steve is very, very kind. Him and Eric have, have given me wonderful opportunities. I also love that um, Steve really wants to show the strength of all genders in wrestling. And is it's so crucial and so important to me because as someone that wasn't told that I could be the water girl when I tried to join the wrestling team in high school when I was much stronger than most of the boys on the team. And I, like, because I was 14 and they just didn't want to lose to a girl. Now, this was a long time ago. Keep in mind, this was a very, very, very long time ago because when I was in high school, it was not okay for young girls to be on the wrestling team mm. now things are a little different typically yeah. thankfully yeah. Um, but it wasn't okay and it wasn't accepted and it wasn't supported and you know but it's very cool that even though my body doesn't want to keep up for you know being in the ring at this point after 15 plus years of roller derby and all the injuries that come along with it you know, the average polar derby career is like two to five years. Mm. Some of us skate longer. Most of us don't. Plus, you know, all the stupid long COVID crap that I'm dealing with. Yeah. You know, I'm very, very happy that I have the 
ability to live out my dreams in some way um yeah no that's definitely true you, you you're know. getting to do some great stuff well thank you and i appreciate it and especially getting to like defy gender norms and age norms height and size like being told that i'm too big or i'm too tall or i'm too mm -hmm. old or just I'm not skinny enough. I'm not pretty enough. Yeah. My hair's too short. All these things that I've been told over the years, yet people like Steve and Matt Nix and uh, Rabbi Jeremy and Mikey and Tyler, um, Rabbi Jeremy from Second and Mikey and Tyler from Black Label Pro, Matt Nix yeah. from Freelance, Steve from Warrior, um, you know, Matt Pacalling from Zello, um, you know, obviously Effie none of yeah. them give none of them give a flying what's it they're all just like no val capone rules <laughs> and we're going to support val capone as one of our voices one of our talents that's who we want in the mix and suck it you know what yeah. i mean like oh yeah i feel very i feel very thankful i feel very 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 lucky that i have such wonderful people who support me and i i can't I can't even, I can't even believe it. And I can't say thank you enough yeah. to all the people that have given me such positive feedback. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, <laughs> I just, I love what I get to do. And it's crazy that I just get to make up stories with my friends and have more fun than anyone. And then I get to work with people like Hankster, like Henry, uh, I, call, I call him Hankster, who, <laughs> runs the, the cameras for warrior he and i just mm. do the stupidest crap to make each other laugh basically and like when Catherine was my camera person and she and i would just like bring oreos to bribe people behind the scenes to do interviews with us and now to the point where people like are like hey uh val what kind of oreos do you have you know what i mean it's it's fun it's fun you know oh yeah no i can imagine i mean you've got a fan in me i been watching well since before i interviewed steve for the first time and it, rarely if ever do i miss a warrior show when i know what's coming on so Thank definitely you. definitely big and like like you said he steve does great things with making sure all sorts of varieties of people are included they got a little bit of something for everybody and that's something that i have definitely at least attempted to bring with my podcast like i try to have you know a little bit of everybody because you know you this phrase gets i think hey this phrase gets a little bit overused sometimes but you know this is for everybody that is for everybody i truly try to feel and make it feel like drinking at moe's is for everybody because i've had Oh, somebody, one of Pollo Del Mar's tag teams that's uh, I'm having a brain fart on his name right now, but I've had him on. I've had Don't Die Miles. I've had Alex Colon. I've had Billy Starks. Like, I've had people that I never thought in a million years that I'd be talking to, especially. I'm just passing my first year doing this. Yeah, but I mean, 
honestly, when you're, when you're nice and approachable and you obviously love what you do and you treat people with respect and, you know, I mean, that's what matters. And you create a very welcoming environment and like, you know, I, I hate to say like good vibes, man, but you know, I am kind of a yeah. heavy asshole. So good vibes, man. <laughs> like, no, no, I definitely try my best to do that because I know if, uh, if the roles were reversed, I'd, I'd want to be welcomed into something like that too. And I've been lucky in some instances that, you know, I've been invited to this or that, that, I have been a part of some of those things. Well, two things that I have to kind of round off the show. I have two categories. One's a bit of a name game where I just, I try to tailor it to the guests sometimes. Most of these people have been a part of Warrior Wrestling at some point. But uh, first off, current Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion, Athena. And you give me your thoughts. I forgot oh, if I mentioned that. About Athena? Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy working with her. I I think that she's phenomenal. I love I loved her when she was on Shimmer. Like I'm a really big, 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 big Shimmer lady mark. Uh, me and one of my besties who used to work at Wrigley Field with me. Um, I mean, I guess I worked with him. He was there for 19 years. We used to go to every single Shimmer show together. And so I was a huge Athena fan. Uh, And then when she got signed to WWE as Ember Moon, I was thrilled for her. And I loved her gimmick as like the werewolfy. I I loved, I loved, I loved. Oh, yeah. Loved that um, because it was different. It was something that we hadn't seen before. And I I just always thought Athena was so badass. And um, when she when she was like just make up anything bizarre you know for her hometown backslash you know he's all right everybody one to thank the sponsor today reaper apparel one to encourage everybody to break out of the comfort zone live their best self which i very much support they got great apparel hats shirts beanies hoodies all that good shit be sure when you go on to reaperapparel.com use the code drinking for 10 percent off your order let's fucking go All right, everybody, a little technical difficulties, but we are back. We were talking about Athena. Yes. So, um, sorry about that, by the way. Um, Switched it to my cell phone. Hopefully, we won't have any more issues, but I have zero issues with Athena. I absolutely adore her. I think she is a phenomenal champion. Um, I just, I love everything about her. I think she is an excellent, excellent, excellent wrestler. I think that she is top to bottom everything that you look for in a wrestler. She has a great skill set. She has a great uh, in the ring. 
she has a great mic set uh skill set on the mic rather um her ring gear is great like she always just has a great ring presence um it to me it doesn't matter if she's heel or face she's one to watch Mm. which is great because i feel like some wrestlers are only good when they're heel some wrestlers are only good when they're face and some people can't work either side you know what i mean she's great as a tweener like she's Mm. and she's stunning she's stunning she's a beautiful human um like both inside and out it should never right. just be about the aesthetics of a person but she yeah. brings the full package to the ring you know oh. and um her her light up masks and oh yeah ring gear it's just it's just awesome and i just think that she is phenomenal and i'm very glad that she is representing warrior now i hope that she's able to fit it into her schedule again soon yeah she can come and defend the title is my only concern because i know that she is very very busy yeah being with uh now having the ring of honor women's championship on top of it you know that we talked about well it had been talked about you know diana perrazzo being a champ champ well now athena very much so in the same boat there right and i mean i I do think that if anybody can handle that workload, it's definitely going to be Athena. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I think that she can, and I know that she will. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know what's going on with Ring of Honor personally. So I just hope that it's not going to be uh, a heavy duty commitment as we saw with La Mera Mera. She had to drop yeah. the title due to yeah. AEW's heavy commitment. Yeah. But I also know that Ring of Honor has a lighter schedule, or they did. So that's the thing is that we don't know what's going on with Ring of Honor. I'm I'm hearing some ah. things through the grapevine, but you know, don't want to go. A, that's the deal, Mo. Is that rumors are just rumors until they become facts, and exactly, I am, I am never one to listen to internet rumors until they are facts. Exactly, that is the best way to go about it. Yeah. We next person on the list. We kind of talked about her a little bit. Billy Starks. Billy Starks. Yeah, um, I love that. I just saw her on another dark <laughs> this week. Starks so on that dark, was, on dark, on Stark. Oh um, yeah. Uh, sky's the limit for that kid, yo. And by that kid, I mean that amazing young woman who is just kind. Uh, she's fantastic in and out of the ring. Um, I'm very stoked that she is the second wrestling champ, at least for now. Um, yeah. We have a show. I'm, I'm a ring announcer for second wrestling as well. Um, it's a promotion that I'm proud to work with, seeing as I'm half Jewish. Uh, and it's, it's was started by a rabbi. Um, I mean, I am Jewish. My mother was Jewish, so I am Jewish. Um, it was started by a rabbi who came down from Minnesota. And so Billy Starks is the champion currently for second wrestling. Uh, we have a show. I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. She's a champ. Um, at second wrestling she's also the champ at uh black label pro who i also mm. work with um i'm working warrior on the 18th 
but Black Label Pro also has a show on the 18th. Um, All My Friends Are Enemies, I believe is the name of it. And also Love Stinks, but Billy is wrestling on the second show, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is All My Friends Are Enemies. Um, But so she's wrestling on the 18th and 19th of February. Um, Yeah, I mean... I believe she's wrestling both shows title on the line for both shows, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she's wrestling, I know for a fact, on the 19th, she's wrestling Lady Frost, which I'm Ooh. very excited. Wow, if that's a wrestler that I want to see more of in the Midwest, Lady mm-hmm. Frost, for sure. But um, oh, totally. I really hope that Billy Stark signs, if she's going to sign with one of the two bigs, I hope she goes AEW. Oh, Totally. Um, I think that she could learn a lot in WWE. I really do. Um, but I think that AEW would permit her to continue to work on the indies. And I don't want to see her lose that side of herself. I think that she really enjoys it. I think that she getting to go to Japan was such a wild dream come true for her. And I want to see it. I want to see her continue to live her dreams. And she's such a fabulous young woman you know i mean like we were saying earlier she's only 18 and the sky's the limit for her man like she's such a good dude she is such a good dude like and dude is a um all gender Uh, oh oh yeah no i'm definitely one that it dude can be used all over yeah, uh, unless people uh, tell me not to use it, then I use it for all gender. Um, but uh, her parents are excellent. As we said earlier, Rebecca and Mouse are fantastic. Uh, she's got great support. Um, she's got a good head on her shoulders. She definitely, she's, she's doing it right. Yeah, and she's going to do a lot more right. You know? Oh, yeah, totally. Next up, somebody that has history throughout the Midwest, somebody that I met at the Warrior Show in St. Louis, and she's been doing great things with Warriors since, Tootie Lynn. I love Tootie Lynn. I love her. She's the sweetest. She's like, oh, hey, Miss Hell. I just love her so much. She is such a gem. Like she is such a love. I think she has so much potential as well. Mm. She's, you know, about six years in, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but she does such good work and she has been working with Team Ambition. Oh, and yeah. she oh yeah, she has got such good energy and such good positivity. And she has a solid skill set. And I oh, think yeah. if she just continues on the road that she's already been traveling down. I think staying focused, staying positive, and continuing to work hard, she's going to be great. She's going to continue to be great, I should say, because she already is damn great. Oh, yeah. No, totally agree with you. And, I mean, she, you know, people are like, well, she's real small. So? She's real mighty. Last I checked, she's small and mighty, mofo. I mean, I watched her take down Kylan King, and that is not an easy feat. That, that That was a great match. Yeah. Small and mighty, but oh, so fighty. Okay. Oh yeah. Got a lot of fire in. And the thing with even saying anything about size, I mean, yeah, back a while ago, wrestling was a bit of a big man's game, but things have changed in that aspect. It's you don't have to be 
the big hulking brute to have success in the business anymore. Not at all. In fact, I think it's sometimes a hindrance because it, it can cause a lot of injury. Yeah, it can. I mean, it, honestly, a lot of my injuries came uh, when I was at my heavier playing weight. Um, when I was playing roller derby, uh, my heaviest I played at was 226. And it was, you know, it was really great for my blocking, but my recovery time took a lot longer because I would have to move so much weight across the track. And when I was, um, when I lost a lot of that bulk, I actually played quite a bit better because I didn't have to lift as much up to get up off the ground when I would take myself out, when I would take out my opponents. So, oh yeah. 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 So when I was, when, even when I got down to like 209 or 206, just losing 20 pounds, when I streamed, streamlined just a little bit, helped quite a bit. Last but not least for the name game, personal favorite of mine right now, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace, we haven't seen her in a while, and I hope that she returns to Warrior. <laughs> I love her. I think that she is so strong and so powerful. Um, I'm just fascinated by everything that she does, to be honest with you, because she has so much power in a, a, a smaller package, but so much power. Oh, yeah. Oh man, oh. like I've seen some of the videos she's done of her uh, her powerlifting it like holy crap. Mhm. Mm and like quite a quite a transformation as well. She's leaned up so much and uh it's very impressive to see how much power that she's been able to harness. Is that the right word? It, I mean, it's just It's just She's very, very impressive. And mm -hmm. I mean, I love watching her work over the years. She's just another one that's just impressed me from day one till now. Like, it's it's just awesome to watch her at work. Oh, totally. Yeah. Well, next category, bit of a random one. I never okay. really know what questions I'm going to put in here until I'm putting together my notes. Some could be wrestling related, some might not. You just answer how you see fit. Iron Maiden. Oh, okay. <laughs> First one is the only one I really ever keep in the same position. Craziest in-match moment. Hmm. The, the like one that you've witnessed. Um... I mean, I would say Joey Janela off the goalpost was pretty bonkers. Yeah, I would I would venture to say that would be a good example of a crazy match moment right there. I would say that that was pretty bonkers. Um, yeah. I would say Charlotte Flair almost hitting me with a kendo stick. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've had, <laughs> I, I've had one 
in match moment like that where a friend of mine that was wrestling had uh i forget what type of match they're doing i think they're doing a like a hardcore type match but they're outside and before i know it he's throwing his opponent onto me is like hold his arms i'm like okay <laughs> well okay so i was ringside as i tend to sit like i'm sorry i work really hard i work a lot like i love my jobs i do so a lot of them don't really feel like work because i love what i do and i do what i love yeah. right like i don't have jobs that i don't like because i work so often yeah and why would i have jobs i don't love Duh. Totally. Um. So. Yeah. So me and my bestie Vince. Um, he buys the tickets. I pay for the air travel and hotels and food and drinks and things like that. And it normally <clears throat> ends up evening out, right? Yeah. And so we often sit ringside. And. <coughs> Excuse me. Cruise bread. Uh, not COVID though. I've tested myself. I think I already told you that, but just yeah. so you don't worry. Yeah, no, um, you're you're good. Yeah, and I test myself whenever I travel. It's just better to be safe than sorry. I don't want to get my friends and family sick. That's not nice. Oh, yeah, no. Totally. Um. Anyway, so evolution, right? Obviously, for a lady mark like me that had her little lady mind blown at age seven, um, evolution was probably my favorite pay-per-view I've ever been to uh, to date, even though it obviously was um, kind of lip service. It still was very important to me and it still was oh. like one of, if not the greatest pay-per-views of all time in my mind, because it was just so fucking fantastic. But so I was sitting ringside and uh, during the, the, uh, was it the last man standing or last woman standing match between Becky and Charlotte? Uh, shoot, what did they call it? Yeah, it was the hour long. Sorry, yeah. my brain is not working. Um, and Charlotte almost hit me with the kendo stick. I had to like duck. Oh that no! Cool. So that was pretty cool. Um, uh, that, yep, that's a crazy one. And especially because Charlotte is uh, probably unpopular opinion, my favorite wrestler. I know they, everyone's like, what? I know. They, you know, they, I actually went back and looked. And if you count the, there was this uh, thing about, is she going to match her? her dad and john cena or she's already he, gone past oh yeah no if you count they, i think i think it was the divas title that some people didn't seem to count but if you count that she's already at least matched them they dropped her and also you know what they mm. <laughs> people are so crappy about charlotte because she is the best. Like, she is such a freaking good wrestler, but she gets, like, shoved down your throat. So they just shit talk her because they are, like, everyone says, well, it's just because she's Ric Flair's daughter. And it's, like, sure. Did Ashley Flair get 
the door open for her because of her dad? I don't doubt it. But did she kick it wide open because of her own work ethic and her own natural ability? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like she got it cracked open because of her lineage. But you know who doesn't kick it wide open? Nia Jax. Like, okay. Like, (laughs) Denia Vax did not. Props to uh, Miss Katie Fabe for that um, nickname. That was not mine. That was my girl from Fightful. Um, I I like her. She's amazing. She came up with that. (laughs) And that was amazing when she said that. Um, (laughs) But Charlotte is like so fucking good she is so talented in every goddamn way oh yeah no there's when when you really look down to it there's only so much that somebody can open the door it's up to the individual to bum rush their way right through it and if you just don't do anything i mean you're not even an open door is not really going to matter. I know. And Charlotte is so ding dang good. It's not even funny. No. She totally. oh good. But anyhow, um but I will say mid match um Eddie Kingston and Homicide were wrestling in like a in a uh in a match in Jeez, maybe 2015. I'll have to think about it. I can't recall what year. Maybe 2016, 2015. Um, it was at 115 Bourbon Street. Yeah, I think 115 Bourbon Street, where AAW has their mm-hmm. shows that is not Berwyn and not. It's I should know the name of the venue. It's 115 Bourbon Street. It's the first place that I ever ring announced. Um, and they were like doing a street fight kind of thing. Or they they just like brawled out into the audience and they were like throwing, they like were taking stuff out of the garbage can and hitting each other with it. And yeah. they were beating each other with Corona bottles. And Ooh. they wrestled on top of me. Like they were like beating the crap out of each other with Corona bottles. And we're like beating up, like punching the shit out of each other. <laughs> Excuse me. On top of me, because I was like leaning on the bar because I was GA. So my elbows were on the bar and they were wrestling on top of the bar. And I was like, oh my God, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And they were like, you okay, girl? And I was like, and they're like, cool. And they just got beat the shit. <laughs> oh man i i swear but like with way more accents and anger (laughs) i i swear one of the crazier ones that i've witnessed was actually at sammy callahan's promotion where jake christ was having a death match against joel bateman and the match ended by them taking four metal folding chairs bridging two panes of glass and then jake chris manager came in with lighter fluid and lit the glass on fire oh wow my jaw was on the floor 
Yeah. Um, I would say Massey Justice jumping off the balcony at Talia Hall was pretty awesome. Um, on January 7th at GCW Save Me, that was pretty cool. Though I, I always joke when it comes to <laughs> Matthew Justice or any of the SGC that their matches might as well be sponsored by Home Depot with all the shit that gets thrown around there. I know. I was, like, I was like, Matt, can you please not die my birthday week? I would appreciate that. <laughs> and I felt really good because I got to help um, uh, Nick Gage put a door into the ring and go, it's my birthday week. And he goes, happy fucking birthday. And high five me. <laughs> oh and my I was God. Like, I can hear that in his voice. Yeah. I, although I was like, it's my birthday. <laughs> I felt pretty good about for that. Some, for some reason, the way that you... Oh. Happy fucking birthday! And then he high-fived me. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and January 2nd reason. is actually my birthday, but I was just so excited. I got caught up in it. And then I felt <laughs> like a poser. I was like, well, I mean, it's my birthday week, you know? For some reason, the way you were saying that you said, it's my birthday, it literally, for the... I don't know why this popped into my head, but Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons, where he's like, here's my bird. I know. My bread smells like cat. My cat's bread smells like cat food. Like, yeah, totally. My dad says I'm this close to sleeping in the yard. Normally, I'm more of a Marge Simpson. Uh, oh, boy. Uh, An alligator wearing sunglasses. What? <laughs> oh, man. Before we get into the next part, I, favorite Simpsons line ever was when they were, they had the air show and Sideshow Bob was threatening to blow up Springfield when he was in a blimp and they're going throughout the, the air base and look, they get to the porta potties and they're opening, opening, opening. They get to one with grandpa and he's like, this elevator only goes to the bottom, and somebody made an awful mess down there. <laughs> Favorite oh, line. The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. I could I could do a whole nother podcast on favorite Simpsons stuff. But well, speaking of Simpsons. It's something to watch outside of wrestling. What would you say is a favorite thing? of yours to watch outside of wrestling tarot card readings on youtube <laughs> okay it's my calming it's my calming my like so i don't watch a ton of tv because i'm a bartender mm. and so i truly do not i watch disney youtube and tarot card readings on youtube or i listen i watch like Day after dynamite with Will mm. Washington or Grapsity. Oh, like, yeah, those, yeah. Yeah, I watch Fightful Select. Like, I, I watch Sour Graps. Yeah. I listen to the podcast versions while I'm at work. Yeah. I mean, I work, you know, if I'm not working at the bar, I'm at Pro Wrestling Tees. So, yeah, that's a lot of that. Um, what do I watch? Yeah, I just, uh, hmm. 
sports ball because I have to keep up with it for work and also because I love my Cubs. It's really hard because like right now um, with the brain can like brain disorder that I have from uh, long COVID, I don't really watch TV at all because it's very hard. That's why I have these glasses now because the blue light from uh, computers and TVs, even my cell phone, uh, I couldn't even decorate for Christmas or Hanukkah. Like my dad's side of the family is Irish Catholic. My mom's side of the family is Jewish. So I do both holidays, um, but I couldn't even have Christmas lights on my Christmas tree. And I have a, I couldn't even decorate for Hanukkah or anything because the lights, or too much for my head <laughs> sucks right no, um, yeah. so like i don't really watch anything it's a very sad existence right now to be honest with you um i listen to a lot of music right now i listen to a lot of taylor swift's midnight's the 3 a.m edition i listen to a lot of katie perry mm. katie my lady um i listen to a a lot of iron maiden mm. um iron maiden is like one of my favorite bands of all time funny you bring up well one taylor swift my wife actually through the local one of the local radio stations actually won tickets to see her down at arrowhead stadium in kansas city very cool she's gonna be taking her she's gonna be taking her sister so well your sister bails let me know i will go (laughs) I'll, i'll have i'll keep that in mind and then you bring up Puppy is acting crazy right now, but you brought up tarot card readings. I actually have a friend that I used to work with that actually has their own YouTube channel where they, they're playing video games, but the decisions for the video game are all done through tarot cards. Oh, cool. I'll have to send you that yeah. info there because it's, I like to help support my friends. Well, yeah. And I was going to say, that's the other thing I do is like, I watch Veda Scott's vlog because they're like one of my BFFs. Uh, of course, I watch their spouse's vlog because Speedball Mike Bailey is hilarious and super kind. Um, I watch, um, you Ethan know, like, Pages. I, I watch his. Uh, I used to watch his religiously, but since I don't uh, get to like buy a ton of toys this time of year, I don't. I try not to watch it because <laughs> like so like this Don't is the time of year. yeah because like so this time of year is very hard on my people and by my people I mean bartenders and mm. beer vendors because there's no baseball happening so I'm mm. one of my jobs is completely non-existent and the other job is very minimally financially viable because dry January can go f itself you have no idea how much you hurt all the service industry by just not being able to show restraint, my friends. Mm. Lent and dry January are two of the worst things you can do to the people that you care about the most, your bartenders. Just learn how to show restraint, okay? It's called just drink one or two less. No, I completely agree. And well, while we're... and or send your favorite bartenders Venmos all the money mm. you want that you're not spending at the bar. Definitely. Well, you know, we're talking a little bit about drinks here. What would you say favorite drink, whether alcoholic or non? I know you mentioned not 
drinking as much because of you know, health <laughs> reasons. So my all-time favorite drink, this is so lame, water. I drink so much water. It's bonkers kazoo how much water I drink. Like this, so I'm obsessed with cuppies. Oh yeah, mm. you just saw my pill bottles on my desk. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, you're good. My, um, my has a bunch of those big Starbucks cups like that one. I don't think she has that one, but she has a ton of them like it. Yes. I have a million of them. Um, I have one for every promotion. I work the color that represents it. And this would be my one that I use for big gay brunch because I like mm. to think this is my bi cuppy because I represent oh. the bisexuals on the um, LGBTQ plus community. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like the color of the bi flag. It's blue, you know, it's blue, purple, and pink, right? Um, but then I have one for Warrior and I have one for Black Label Pro and I have one for, you know, every promotion I work. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I drink anywhere from eight to 10 or more, eight to 10 minimum, which these are 20 ounces. So it's 160 to 200 ounces right. minimum. I, I, I need to get better at home, but I do, I do drink quite a bit of water at work because I'm trying to cut back on my soda intake because my wife says I have a bit of a Dr. Pre a Dr. Pepper problem. I tell her the only time I have a problem is when I don't have any. See, I used to love soda pop, but um, uh, about 20 years ago, I cut it out and I never looked back. I was a Mountain Dew junkie and I was like, uh, it's making me jittery all the time. And I just cut it out, kicked it cold turkey. Uh, the other thing I love life itself, iced coffee, particularly cold brew. Oh, I, okay. mm -hmm. I like Nine? it all year round. I like it cold and black, like my heart, not at all. <laughs> um, okay, okay. Not, I have been, I'm not so much of a coffee drinker, but every now and then when my I'm with my wife and we're driving through Starbucks, I I like caramel stuff, so I'll get some whatever with caramel in it. And sometimes I remember I don't remember what I usually get, so I'm like, she's like, do you want something? I'll just say uh, that that caramel thing I usually get. <laughs> oh, macchiatos are really nice, especially if you get it with coconut milk. Mm. If I'm gonna get a sweet sugary drink, that's sometimes what I'll get. Um, my heels combat club. That's my best girlfriends in the HCC. We often uh, get Gaga over the uh, pumpkin spice latte. Okay. My basic bitches. You know what I'm talking about. Um, Juneshine. Mm. It's hard kombucha. Uh -huh. It's really nice. It's also good for your guts. So if, if any of you out there are looking for something that's um, you know, 6%. It's more than a light beer, but less than a super heavy duty beer. It's not bad. I really like it. Um, All right. This is a black cherry breeze. It's really nice. Ooh. Yeah. Black cherry black vanilla. Cherry. Can't go wrong. Well, I've enjoyed I do like black cherry flavored stuff. Well, 
last thing before we kind of oh, wrap Malort. up. Oh, Malort. Malort's my favorite. Oh, oh yeah, I remember you talking about that before. I know, I was hoping I could send you some, but then I forgot I was on a cruise ship. Ah, it's all good. Maybe some other time. But mm-hmm. last but not least, best advice for anybody wanting to get into the wrestling business. Doesn't have to be particularly centered towards wrestling related itself but you know there's so many different jobs that you can have within the wrestling business like commentator ring announcer backstage interviewer what is your best advice for anybody wanting to get into that aspect uh like for what i do yeah um Oh, geez. Well, um, boy, offer to help, have fun, ask questions, be nice, don't be late. Uh, that, that, that's a good one. That is a very good one right there. Very important aspect of it that, you know, a lot of people don't really get the hang of. Yeah, and I have a million jobs, so I'm always late. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all of the things are very, very good. No, honestly, um, I think really what it boils down to is take a chance on yourself, because if you don't, then nobody else will. That That is that very true, and it also tie, kind of similarly ties into something that i've actually talked with a few different people about where i mean taking a chance on yourself but also believing in yourself in taking the chance because you know what if you're not believing in yourself then one the promoter you're trying to get in with isn't going to and the crowds that you're going to be getting in front of potentially aren't going to believe in you either because i mean it all starts with you believing in yourself. Well, I mean, for example, and I'm not going to say too much because it's not set in stone yet. And when we get off this call, um, I'm actually going to email them and put it on lock. But um, on the cruise, I walked up to somebody that I knew I wanted to work with in the future. And I said, hey, I think you should book me. And they said, I'm sorry. And I was like, I've heard great things about your promotion and I really want to work with you. And I know other people that do work with you and I think you should book me. And they were like, okay. And I said, I'm, you know, I'm Val Capone from Chicago. I work with this promotion, this promotion, this promotion. I rattled them all off. And I said, and I do, um, ringing it i i do backstage correspondent work ring announcing and commentary and even though that's not alphabetically correct that's yeah. the order in which i started um well i said you know like no <clears throat> bring that beat back i said i do ring announcing backstage correspondent work and commentary and even though that's not grammatically correct that's the order in which i started my career in wrestling yeah and I can do any and all, and I do all three, sometimes all in one night. And I would like to do any and all 
maybe even all three, sometimes all in one night for you. And this person laughed and he goes, all right, well, I need at least one of those. Would you be interested in? And I said, yes, yes, I would. And then they said, all right, well, let's talk. And I was like, perfect. That's what I would like to do for you. I would like to talk into a microphone. And, and then they were like, all right, well, you're on vacation. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. And I was like, and vice versa. And they said, uh, would you like to meet a few other people from our promotion? And I said, yes, yes, I would. And then I met a bunch more people that also happened to be on the cruise and didn't expect that. And then I met their partner of the promotion and their, their partner was like, oh, I've heard of you. And I was like, oh, well, that's great. It's nice to meet you. And we just started talking. And then I ended up hanging out with them for like, you know, I saw them a few more times on the cruise. And before the end of the cruise, they were like, hey, Val, what size are you? And I was like, oh, I, I typically wear a small and I always cut the sleeves off. And they were like, oh, I only have large and 2X. And I was like, oh, that's okay. And they're like, oh, I didn't mean anything by it. And I go, no, I don't take anything as such. People always assume I wear an extra large. But no, I, I rock a small and I rock it well. And then they laughed and they were like, no, that's just the only sizes I have left. I didn't mean anything by it. I was like, I don't take any offense. I'm a large woman that rocks a small shirt. And, uh, and they laughed and they were like, I'll make sure to have a small for you next time when you come down and work with us. And I was like, okay, perfect. You know, All right. so, and, um, you know, I have their business card in my fanny pack pocket and they've already sent me an email. So, all right. Getting, yeah getting some exciting things in the works well yeah and it's a state i've never worked in so i'm excited hey. about that hey always good to get in some new places and you know you taking a chance getting over there and talking to them well that is really about all i have before we go where can people find you to if they don't have their eyes on you they can go ahead and get them there well um on Instagram, I'm under Val Fonts, which is what it is short for. Val is not short for Valerie, even though it's one of the greatest songs of all time, written by Steve Winwood and also by Mark um, Mark Ronson, performed by Saint Amy Winehouse. Uh, it's Val Fonts, like Alphonse, V-A-L-P-H-O-N-S-E, or on uh, Twitter at Val Capone. Mm -hmm. And you can always email me if you are interested in working with me in the future at bookvalcapone at gmail.com. Definitely. And we'll have links and all that set up in the, in the description. My dogs are acting crazy right now. So I think we go ahead and wrap up because I think they're about ready for bed, but thank you for taking the time to talk to me tonight and uh, best of luck with that new thing you got going there hopefully all works out for the best <clears throat> i am excited to eventually hear about it when things get set in stone and uh well you're welcome back anytime oh yeah whenever you want to chat i'm always down to talk and uh you know thanks for putting up with my crappy internet and also my cough I'm really sorry about that, but thanks for wow. being patient. It, it's all good. I know I've, re I've held just a couple weeks ago, got over a little something myself, so it's all good. 
We'll get it there. 